the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. The number is 888-528-2557. Did you go see Sound of Freedom? Have you seen it yet? A hundred million dollars that movie has made at the box office. It was expected to make about 15. So uh, not 15, hundred million, 15 million. It's made a hundred million dollars. And there's a weird controversy about it. We talked about that on our show last year. And, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and they're still doing it. CNBC today in an article said, uh, Sound of Trump to host screening of The Sound of Freedom. And then they called it the divisive anti-child trafficking hit film. There's nothing divisive about being anti-child trafficking unless you're a child trafficker. That's what I think. And the film isn't like that at all. It's not about QAnon co- you know, conspiracies or anything like that. And I think that the controversy that has brewed about it has in a a backward way been very, very helpful because it has brought this issue to the forefront of conversation and to the forefront of action that's happened already in Sacramento. And if you're wondering how you can help, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. With me in the studio today is Dave Cox. Dave is the chief operating officer from Zoe International, and he works right in this field. Welcome, Dave. Uh, welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Scott. It's great to be with you and back with your audience. And thank you for even bringing this topic up and keeping the conversation going. You know, I think that it's been a, it's been, there's so many things that I think have been a revelation to many people with what this movie has done, because I feel like there's been too much of, oh, that's not really a big deal or it's small potatoes. You know, we've had you on this program, uh, you and I have been on this program anyway, since I've been doing this for over a year. Even before I was officially doing this, I had you on this program. And part of that is to bring awareness of child trafficking that's happening right here in our own city. And we have talked before about, in Sacramento, the push to change the definition of the child trafficking laws so that it is a serious felony. Mm -hmm. And that has fallen short until last week when all of a sudden people from both parties said, hey, why are you voting against this? I mean, yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? It was shocking. It's, uh, it, well, it was first shocking that it got shot down as if the audience is not aware of all of that. It passed through the state Senate and it had to go through two, two committees there. Then it went through a Senate vote and it got bipartisan, unanimous support. But when it hit the assembly, the first committee it hit, the public safety committee in the assembly, um, it uh, did not pass, yeah. and it got national attention. It got national bipartisan attention, and that's something here, that this shouldn't be divisive. That Correct. Everybody should be on this page, and I think regular people are. I think so. So you work for Zoe International. Uh, tell us what you do and what your background is. Yeah, I work for uh, Zoe International. I serve as the COO for Zoe. Zoe has been combating child trafficking for 20 years. 
Um, I have a background in ministry, background in law enforcement, and uh, but prevention, rescue, restoration, that's what Zoe is known for. And uh, we even have uh, children's homes where we do the important mm. long-term work of helping restore those who've been victimized uh, through commercial sexual trafficking. And uh, we'll talk more about uh, what Zoe does and how people can connect. The website is GoZoe, Z-O-E, G-O-Z-O-E dot org, if you want to check it out. When you, uh, did you see this movie, Sound of Freedom? I did see it, yes. And uh, it's, you know, the the organization that's featured in there is a different organization than you guys and different part of this whole battle, really. But what did you think of the movie? You know, it's it's really interesting. The That movie highlights a story through the eyes of uh, somebody who's trying to combat child trafficking. It's one of thousands of stories. A lot of stories you'll hear through the eyes of victims in it. That's what we see every day. We work with victims closely. And I guess what I am excited about with the movie is that this topic is on the table nationally in a way that it hasn't, um, in a way that I've seen before since being in this field. And I think it's really hard for most people to wrap their minds around the fact that children can be bought and sold for sex. And that's not just happening as the movie. It showed internationally. Uh, we do work internationally. Zoe does. And five. we have five nations we operate in. But I think what's most shocking, too, for people is that it's happening right here in our backyard. It's here in the U.S. And in California, there's three top cities and San Diego, San, Fran- San, Diego uh, San Francisco, and here in L.A. So we are right in a hotbed in our nation, right here in this uh, city. That's something else I think people need to realize. The, the weird thing for me, and I saw the movie, and I talked about it last week. You can learn more about it on the podcast. We had quite a conversation about it. You know, a lot of what happens in this movie happens in Central America and happens elsewhere. Right. And some of the feedback, you know, from people who have been almost downplaying it or almost saying, some people have been saying that this doesn't really happen that much. And yet this is a real event what the oh. movie's about. That's the shocking thing to me is that I'm sure that there's Hollywood things that are made up and maybe there's details, you know, that for Hollywood reasons or whatever reason people have, you know, exaggerated. Yeah. But the event that this movie is about, the people this movie is about, that really happened. And you can go read about it in mm-hmm. newspapers. Even the people, there's a there's a beauty queen who is in the movie who is using her fame and her status to recruit kids to this. Mm -hmm. And she's being well paid for that. And I thought, is that real? And I Googled it, and sure enough, that's real. She's in prison now because of what happened there. Why do you think people want to deny or don't want to look and see that this is a real thing? Well, that's a a big question I can't answer for everybody. But one of the things that I would see is that it's – Overall, it's a hard topic to even acknowledge. Yeah, um, it's an easy topic where people could say that's really sensationalized. You're, it's being overblown. But I think what we really find is people don't realize the type of stories, the reality of what it really looks like. Um, and there's also a lot of misconceptions with human trafficking, and that it's going to be the straight kidnap. It's mm. going to be um, you got to watch out for the white van. It's it's right. usually people are going to be tricked into it. They're getting coerced. They think they're going to a job interview. And the movie did show that. Yeah. And uh, then they relocate those kids. But there's coercion or there's threat. Uh, people get threatened. Their families get threatened. And it can turn violent. So I, you know, I think it's a, it's a really hard topic for people to wrap their minds around if they've never looked at it, seen it, or been exposed to it. I think maybe that's one of the things that has been successful here is they were able to deal with a topic – 
Yes. But I don't know. You know, I remember si- sitting there thinking, how do you even make a movie about this? Because the whole subject matter is horrific. And how do you have actors who can do that and mm-hmm. everything? You know, when you talk about what, you know, this issue being here, I, I want people to understand that, yes, this is happening in other places, but it is happening right here in Southern California. In fact, California is the worst in the United States That's for true. child trafficking. Yeah, it has the most cases. It has the most cases. It, that, and it's happening right under our noses, mm-hmm. right in front of us. What are some of the things that are – you talked about misconceptions, uh, and it's not just a white van. I don't know why the creeps always drive a white yeah. van. You yeah. know? Can it be like a, uh, you know, a light blue van or a red van? <laughs> I don't know. But it's always uh, some creepy white van, right? Yeah. Um, and I do think that people have that in their mind. But in your work with Zoe International and dealing with child trafficking, you, you see all kinds of things that are horrible. What are some other misconceptions? What do people need to know as far as where this is going on? Yeah, I'd say the number one misconception is that when your kid walks out the door, they're most vulnerable. Well, the reality is it's when they're in your home, they could be sitting right next to you. The traffickers... And child exploiters, they're already in your house. They're on the devices. They're already talking to your kids. So it's not when your kids are walking out the door. It's when they turn on any device. And primarily child exploitation as well as human trafficking, uh, it's taking place online. That's where it's happening. So the battle is really digital, and we're in a digital age. It's the native language for all of our kids. And parents have to realize they're not the most tech-savvy person in the house. There's uh, someone a lot smarter than you. It's their yeah. native language. but that's And traffickers know it. That's where they're at. That's where child exploiters are at. So the biggest misconception is that um, trafficking can't happen, one, to your kid. And secondly, it, uh, it can't happen, I guess, uh, even when they're home. You can't lock the doors and think they're... I think that's really important for us to understand. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Dave Cox. He is with Zoe International. We're talking about uh, human trafficking, child trafficking in particular, and how it's happening right here, right here in Southern California, in L.A., San Diego, wherever it is you live, maybe even exactly where you live, it's happening. If you want to join the conversation or if you have a a, uh, question you want to ask, Dave, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, if you have any questions about this, we'd like to, to answer them and uh, help you get involved here. I'm hoping that you know this film and the momentum that will hopefully maintain long after this film is that organizations like Zoe International will be bolstered mm-hmm. in the work and in the volunteerism and in also that as a culture we understand. So when you're when you're saying that the child trafficking is happening right in our homes because of digital things. What does a parent do? Do you have kids? you have kids? I do. I have a child. He's 14 years old, so he's a teenager. So he's the right age. He's the right age, yeah. So what do you do? You're a dad. What do you do? do? My my son is 14. He's – we reluctantly gave him a phone this year. Yeah, it's Uh, (laughs) – It is, and that's always a big question for parents. When do you give a phone? Yeah. Uh, What are the boundaries that you have? And – I, the first thing I always say, and uh, something we did, you have to come to an agreement. So if a device is being given, you have to have – it's really like a family technology contract is what I would say. And you got to talk through the boundaries about what's allowed, what's not allowed. And it it has to be something where parents are continually checking in. So it's as simple as ABC. Get an agreement, talk boundaries, and you got to do check-ins. you got to be present. And I think that's the biggest mistake that we see. 
is uh, kids get open access, and the internet was never designed for child safety at all. So the onus is really on a parent to help kids navigate that because there's going to be uh, levels of exposure that they're going to get. And uh, and there's help for that too. That's why I would tell parents, go after some resources. We have resources on our website, uh, gozoe.org, and there's a resource page and digital resources to help navigate those discussions. But I'd say, honestly, the biggest one is you got to talk about it. Have conversation, be with your kid. And uh, if a kid makes a mistake or they get exposed to something, it's got to be a safe enough relationship where you can talk to them about yeah. it and uh, and keep that conversation open. You know, I think that that's something people need to hear, that it can be happening right under your, your noses. Last yeah. time, one time I had you on and you had actually a mom on our program mm-hmm. and her child was living with her in the house mm-hmm. and being trafficked every mm-hmm. day she'd leave the house. Mm-hmm. Mom thought she was going to school or thought she For was sure. doing something, but actually she was being trafficked and yeah. then she would come home. Yes. So it wasn't like she was kidnapped or totally. missing. Yes. How often do you see things like that happen? That's common. It's, this is why trafficking, uh, doesn't, it's not usually the kidnap and the cases that we're seeing here. It's usually a kid who's under threat where if they don't do what the trafficker is telling them to do, then their family's at risk. Uh, They threaten the family. They threaten the kid. And so kids are living in fear. That's why you have to say, like for parents, just watch for changes of behavior in your kid Mm -hmm. uh, because traffickers will uh, abuse them, but they can be living at home and being trafficked. I think that's shocking. I'm glad you brought it up because I think most parents wouldn't even imagine that. Right, that it's happening right there, and yeah. that's something you know. The the movie everybody's watching, the kids get lured away and yes. then kidnapped, and that's part of something that happens. But maybe uh, it's part of it. Yeah. But like you said, it's on the phone or it's in the house. I mean, and sometimes there's a reality that it is the family. Yeah. Oh, it. for sure. Right. There's a lot of family. I mean, people would be shocked. Family members uh, can traffic their own kids. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a real thing. Uh, that's a terrible thing. And, you know, I think maybe this is the place where people want to tune this out, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to talk yeah. about it. How big of a problem is it? Like, do you have numbers? What would you say would be shocking to people to understand? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always a really difficult one to get solid numbers. We do know that uh, it's estimated there's 49 million victims worldwide. 25% of those are children. 25% of 49 million. Yeah. So we're talking about, uh, what's that, uh, 50 million divided by three or Mm -hmm. divided by four, 12, 15 million kids. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of kids worldwide. I can tell you this, even in the U.S., last year in L.A. alone, between uh, Zoe and one other organization that that contracts with L.A., uh, we worked with, um, between these two organizations, we worked with 400 kids who were identified as commercially sexually trafficked, and that's just in L.A. County alone. And those are only the kids that we know about because it came to the surface. So just so you understand, that's one county in our entire nation. Uh, So you have to understand there's thousands of kids that -hmm. are being trafficked. And trafficking can look like um, even online exploitation, where they're just required to do online. um, Some people will exploit them online, make videos, uh, others are going to have to go out, and they're getting raped up to 30 times a day. 
it's, that's a horrible statistic. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Dave Cock from Zoe International. We're talking about child trafficking. If you've got a question, give us a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. In your organization, you know, one of the things that you want to do is prevent, obviously, mm-hmm. and some of that is the education that we're giving people now. You know, what do people look for if you're in an apartment complex, right, and you're, you're, you've got kids kind of running in and out other than, uh, you know, maybe people are looking for the creepy white van, but mm-hmm. what really are the tip-offs? Yeah, I think the tip-off is uh, it's a change of behavior in your kid. If there's something mm-hmm. going on, you got to watch and you have to move towards that. If they start, if they're like hovering over their device more than they've ever done before, if you see their behavior changing, if they're dressing different, um, if their school's being affected, those are warning signs. Something's, something's going happening. on. Something's going on. If there's smoke, there's fire, you got to move towards it. Yeah. And I'd say the other one is it, just monitor online activity. And uh, one, one of the things we always told our son, it's like, listen, if you're going to go online, we're going to give you a, a phone. And we have a lot of boundaries on that, obviously. But just know there's nothing private right. online. And just like my wife can see my phone, I see her phone. There's yeah. no secrets in our house. And he knows that too. Uh, just like uh, because it's a false sense of security that you think you have a, a sense of full privacy when you're just using your device. And so we encourage parents, let's move towards it because kids need help to navigate it. They need help. Yeah. And I think I think for parents, that's another thing is that there's a, a certain train of, you know, or a certain idea or philosophy of parenting, you know, that your kids are always right, that they should have their space and other stuff. But we're talking about things that your kid can't really understand. Right. Right. We're talking about things that once they're in it, it's life altering. For sure. And I think that's the right advice is, hey, this is not private. That's what we said. Yeah. Here's your phone. And we've, we've got it so locked down with so many parental controls yeah, yeah. and stuff, it's annoying. And I, there's even a temptation for me, Dave, as a father, to want to release some of those things because yeah. I'm tired of having to turn on the games or every time he yeah. wants to do something, I got to click OK. Yeah. But it's completely worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when they're young and as yeah. they get older, you know, freedoms grow as you get that's older. That's right. And it's also when they're capable and ready to handle that. And that's going to be child specific. Um, but it, the worst thing you can do is just give open access and uh, kids just need help. They yeah. really need help in that area. They do. This Pastor Scott show, Dave Cox is my guest from Zoe International. We're talking about child trafficking. It's very real. The number is 888-528-2557. So prevention is one aspect of what you do. Um, rescue is another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's a big part of the movie. But, uh, you know, are you going down to uh, Central America and uh, sailing a boat through the jungle and rescuing some <laughs> kid, Dave? Is that what you do uh, after the show today? It's a great question. So rescue is key. Uh, Zoe doesn't work outside of law enforcement. But we work closely with law enforcement in every nation that we serve in, uh, whether it's Thailand with the Royal Thai Police or here um, in L.A. It's, you know, really, if if you're going to have sustainability in this work, you got to work with the good guys and you need the legal arm of law enforcement to come in and do it. Um, our teams do work closely with law enforcement and uh, we're with them. And, you know, for like in Thailand, for example, uh, Royal Thai Police is the number one uh, agency. That's where most of our kids are coming from because they're doing actual rescue. Hmm. Um, and in here in L.A., I could tell you last week, there's over 47 predators arrested um, because of great work by the L.A. Regional ICAC Task Force, Internet Crimes Against Children. And uh, they had a massive – they're doing fantastic work. Um, our human trafficking teams in one week – 
last year, actually the beginning of this year, it's called Reclaim and Rebuild. There's a massive human trafficking effort in California. And in that week, 363 human trafficking related arrests and over 100 rescues in a week. So, uh, so Zoe is, uh, you know, we partner in the regions that we work. We work with law enforcement and uh, we come alongside them. But uh, there are rescues that are taking place. And we give our compliment to the law enforcement that's at the forefront of that. You uh, you said 47 arrested just last week, yeah. just in Los Angeles. Uh, well, it's or, uh, Southern California. Southern it's California. A, it's yeah. out of our regional, L.A. regional ICAC task force greater los is, angeles we like to yeah say. and it's i mean it's it, so it has a lot of different agencies invo- yeah. involved lapd's a lead the what how this is a, i don't know if you can answer this but how many agencies are doing this kind of work just to give us an idea of you don't have to give me a specific number but you know ballpark how many local state federal agencies are dealing with child trafficking child pornography things of these kinds of crimes against kids Every. All of them. I can't imagine. Yeah, right now, even just uh, sextortion is huge. Yeah. Uh, kids go online and they're getting sextorted. So it's a form of child exploitation. And what is that? How does uh, it... Yeah, so basically kids think they're talking to another teenager um, and they end up uh, transferring nude photos to each other. Turns out not to be another child, they think. Mm. And the stats are pretty high that kids feel like that's okay to do. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out it goes to... Uh, someone who's not a child, and they threaten them, if you don't pay up, we're going to send this image to all your friends, all your contacts, to your family. And so kids get in this horrible spot, and they have to pay up. And they don't want to tell mom and dad, look what I did. Oh, they're terrified, yeah. It's terrifying, and they'll find a way. That's a horrific thing. My friends, uh, that's happening right now. And that's something that, you know, I know it's an uncomfortable subject, and I get that, but we can't shy away from it. And we have an opportunity right now. I think that there is something positive, you know, to say that that the awareness of what's going on has grown tremendously, in part because of this film, also because of the great work of law enforcement. You're right. There's uh, incredibly uh, wonderful people doing some great work mm-hmm. with this. Dave, can you stay another segment? Yeah. Uh, I want to come back and I want to talk about uh, what you guys do for restoration, because that's another piece yeah. here is it's not you rescue a kid uh, from human trafficking and that's not like they just are fine now. Right. Right. There's a whole lot to do. Number is 888-528-2557. If you'd like to join the conversation or if you have a question for Dave, 888-528-2557. I'll be back with Dave Cox from Zoe International as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers, and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. That was Tara Lee Rodas, who was testifying in front of Congress. And what she's talking about 
is kids who are brought over the borders, in particular the unaccompanied minors that you hear, come over illegally, they're sent up here, sometimes by their parents or other times they've actually been kidnapped. There's a lot of horrific things that are happening. Well, what our government is doing with those kids is trying to find Americans who will sponsor them to take care of them until you can figure out who their parents are, where they should go, you know, whatever needs to happen there. And something that has been revealed this year is that child traffickers are becoming the sponsors. And the government is so eager to give these kids to somebody that they're not doing the background checks or they don't know. And it's a horrific thing. We're talking about human trafficking and child trafficking in particular. My guest is Dave Cox. He is from Zoe International. Welcome back, Dave. You know, you're here in L.A. And, uh, you know, do you see any of these kids or do they just disappear? What happens to these kids who come up over the border? It must be harder because they don't, you know who they are. There's no Mm -hmm. name really, right? There's, and this is a terrible human tragedy, what's happening. Right. It's, so this is uh, really hard to track. And it's really hard to know where these kids are. And what you're stating is true. If an unaccompanied minor crosses the border, they have a name of a sponsor in the U.S. The U.S. government will fly them to that sponsor. Um, Very little or no vetting will often take place on these Mm -hmm. cases. And if that's a trafficker on the other end, that child could be flown to the city where a trafficker is located and delivered into the hands um, of a trafficker which is tragic. And I, I know of cases in LA that that's happened. Kids have crossed in McAllen, Texas, crossed the border there. Uh, traffickers had given that kid instruction to give their name. And uh, they were duped though. They didn't realize it was a trafficker. They thought it was a, a great opportunity. Family thought it was a great opportunity, spent a lot of money to get that kid across that border, but they ended up flying into the hands of a trafficker, went through full prosecution and uh, traffickers were ultimately arrested. But, man, you have to have a breakthrough to mm. get the names of those kids, and it's really, really difficult. Someone's got to come forward, and they are under threat, fear. They're often in a nation. They don't speak the language. Um, they have no they have no uh, paperwork, so they're terrified um, about coming forward or going to law enforcement. So how many kids are being victimized like that? It's really hard to say, but we know cases – have happened, and we know that that is currently um, the method that uh, our government is using um, when people cross the border. It's a, it's one of the issues that needs to get resolved with the border. Like this shouldn't happen at all. I, you know, it also is I think a statement about how large a problem this is, how large a cr- how large a criminal enterprise in the United States child trafficking is. You know, in California. Um, we have not classified child trafficking as a what's called a serious felony, mm-hmm. kind of in legal terms. Obviously, it's a serious crime, but not a serious felony because I guess the reason is 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 if you do that, then it becomes a third strike, potential third right. strike violation, and we're kind of against criminalizing crime these days. But you know, to me, Dave, I think it's a first strike violation, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't get three on that. Uh, because maybe of this movie, but also the work that you and law enforcement are doing in trafficking, people woke up to this in California. I think so. Uh, recently. Uh, and SB 14 is something mm-hmm. I want people to pay attention to because all it does is it classifies child trafficking as a serious crime, making the criminal eligible for a third strike violation or higher penalties. Absolutely. It definitely, like right now, traffickers can get out so quickly. So 
we're pushing hard for this legislation because it's a definite way to help protect kids. Yeah, we'll we'll update you, everybody, on that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, what happened is, is last week, and you can go back to our podcast uh, last Thursday, I believe, to hear all about it, but the uh, Assembly actually voted against that, which has been happening because they do stuff in Sacramento and nobody's paying attention. Suddenly we're paying attention, and that's good. And uh, but it still hasn't passed the last. We think it's going to pass, but you know, a month from now, maybe mm-hmm. people forget. We don't want to forget. You know, Dave, tell me a little bit about yourself. We're gonna, I want to. I want people to know that through organizations like Zoe International, where you work, you know, there's basically three different parts of your work. There's preventing of child, you know, trafficking, but then there's also the rescue of the children, and we've been talking about yeah. that. But there's also restoration. You know, what happens? It's something that. You know, I left thinking in that movie, you can't get to it, but mm-hmm. there's kids rescued in the movie in that plot, and they, you know, I, I don't want to spoil, you know, the plot. It's a yeah. good movie for you, but, and I don't even want to say happy ending, because it's not a happy ending, because nothing's happy about the story, but it's a good ending, maybe is a better mm-hmm. way to put it. But ch- children who get rescued, they're not just okay, and they just don't go right back to school or back to life the way it was. And I want to talk about that. I think as Christians, we we need to recognize that there is work to do with people who have been sexually abused or abused in other ways. Anyway, you know, David, you're you're a follower of Jesus. What's your what's your story? Uh, just in short, yeah, I, I guess my story is uh, I, I have a passion to see uh, lives touched and changed. And if you look and if you read the gospel. When people had encounters with Jesus, they were never the same again. And so it drove me into ministry. I served in ministry for a lot of years and uh, served as a pastor for a lot of years, done law enforcement on the side as well, uh, all the way through. And so I obviously have a sense of justice, but anytime we talk justice too, I believe that's part of the nature of God. Everybody, a sense of justice will rise up because I believe we're created in the image of God. And so that's God designed. So, you know, when I uh, got exposed to the reality of human trafficking, and I, I traveled to Thailand and visited our campus in Thailand, and when I saw the transformation of these kids who've been through unimaginable horror, and the fact that seeing the transformation in these kids' lives, and often you look at even recidivism rates, how often are they going back, and uh, it was uh, the results, even Zoe didn't even realize how remarkable their results were, but um, restoration can happen. It's a it's a process, and it's you have to un- understand when a kid gets, uh, you know, if you're getting brutalized over and over again, it creates uh, a trauma bonds. Mm. It's called Stockholm syndrome. You see it in uh, domestic violence when yeah. kids are even drawn back to their trafficker; they want to protect them. It's it's a horrible, horrible trauma, and so it takes it takes an incredible loving environment. Um, and we have just seen God do radical work. Um, and someone doesn't have to be a believer to be loved and ex- touched and uh, and receive care from our team. That is never an expectation at all. We'll love anybody that comes across, mm. uh, whether it's for five minutes or five years. And lo- in, in Thailand, we do long-term restoration. We will always get kids back to safe family when possible. But if not, uh, then we'll treat them like family. And that's what they get. And here in L.A., we do a short-term restoration home. 
So when you talk about a home, there's a place that they can go. Yeah, there is. Like you said, that's, when we talked about this in the last segment, often yeah. it's the family doing yeah. it, right? It's often family, people, there's no Absolutely. place to go. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like in the homes? What happens? You know, the homes, um, it, you know, in our in our L.A. home, it's a, it's a shorter one. Um, it's a short-term care, probably about six months that they'll go in there, but they'll receive a full gamut of restoration services, obviously professional counseling mm-hmm. and and care. Um, but they also just get it, just basic life skills. They've been going from survival mode. If you're just trying to survive the next day, they're not even thinking about their future. So you give life skills. You're going to give them vocational uh, training when it's appropriate for them. And just to even help them finish school, walk alongside them or help them re-engage in their education. Uh, and we've seen kids going through our program and then they're even at a point where they can start applying for a job. It's just getting back on track from surviving to actually taking steps. But um, And in Thailand, it's long-term. They uh, It's the same thing, but yeah. it's uh, it's a longer-term process. So uh, you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Dave Cox from Zoe International, and Zoe works with uh, to restore kids and to rescue kids who are being trafficked. People are... I think more aware of this issue than ever, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to that movie, uh, Sound of Freedom. How can people connect with you at Zoe? What can people do if they're saying, you know what, I got to help, I got to do something? What can people do? That's a great question. We always say, uh, and if you go to our website, you'll find this. How you can? It says, how can I help? You can click on it. But we always say pray. It is a spiritual battle by nature. I think the enemy loves to target the most innocent among us, and that's kids. That's why Jesus did say uh, it's better— for a millstone to be tied around your neck than to go after one of these little ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's on the heart of God. It's the yeah. Father heart of God. So we say pray, um, get involved, learn more. And uh, there's so many resources, I would say. Just go online, check those out, learn. You could sponsor one of the kids who are being restored. You can go to our website or another organization. I'd say just get behind an organization. And uh, number one, just get involved in the kids in your life. Because uh, every kid needs a caring adult in their life to help them navigate life. Yeah. And it's, you know, the presence of an adult, uh, constant instruction. It's really Deuteronomy 5 when uh, God really gave a design for how do you raise up a generation that can change a generation. And it takes the presence of a caring adult, but it really applies to even preventing human trafficking. Because you've got a, a caring adult who's present in their life, walking with them, navigating all these types of issues. Um, that's what every kid needs. And they need an authentic example in these adults that they see. So mm. that's why it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. So yeah. if you have a son or daughter and they see that in you, that is the, that is the best thing that any child could see. And... Uh, and it's probably the best protection you can have as well. Dave, uh, I want to thank you for being with us on the show today. And uh, for everybody listening, I want you to go and write this down or remember it or get our podcast later. The website for the organization Dave works with is is gozoe.org. It's G-O-Z-O-E dot org. Okay, gozoe.org. It's Zoe International. And you can click on the link there that says, How Can I Help? Praise number one. Mm-hmm. And then there's all kinds of things that you can do on there from volunteering to uh, just getting some information. Uh, looks like you've got a uh, awareness walk or a fundraising yeah, walk. Yeah, we do. Right? We have a big rescue walk. It's a, a way to fundraise and raise awareness. So go to our website, check that out. 
and uh, we invite yeah. everybody to participate. You know, we have this opportunity, everybody, with I think with this movie and what's happening to really leverage us to do some good to help some kids. And uh, Zoe International is a great, great way to be involved. David, thank you for being with me today on the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks so much, Pastor Scott. All right, great to have you. Once again, the website is gozoe.org, G-O-Z-O-E.org. Check it out. And uh, we'll be back as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see you. And as far as uh, it is to say good to see you, you can you can see me and join us online if you go to kkla.com and check out the Pastor Scott Show site. We are now live streaming and uh, so you can uh, have a bird's eye view into the theater. Well, not really a bird's eye. It's a camera view. And, uh, you know, you get to see different things. So you can check that out. Something fun. I'll try to look at the camera once in a while. You know, that's a whole new thing. But we're doing that. Number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. This hour we've been talking about human trafficking. We had Dave Cox in from Zoe International. There's so much more that we can cover on that subject. And we'll do it another day. But something that is critical to keep in mind with the horrific things that we have in the world today. I think when you open up the news and you start to see headlines, there's a lot of crazy, there's a lot of really hard. I think we want to check out, and I understand, I think you need moments to check out and just have something that's that restores you, you know, to a little bit of sanity. And but one of the things that you find in your scriptures is that this is something that God wants to do is restore you. And there is hope for even people who have been through the worst traumas, the worst difficulties. There is hope in Christ who changes you. There's a passage in the book of Joel, Joel chapter 2, and it's a promise. It says, I will restore to you the years of that the swarming locusts have eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter with you know, my great army, which I sent among you, you shall eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never again be put to shame. There is something that is promised that ultimately the justice of God will be done. And that is in the big picture. It is in all of history, in sort of the macro sense of what's happening and what God's doing with the world today. But it's also for you. It's also for the individual things that you and me and everybody goes through. And we go through different things. We go through different kinds of traumas, different layers, and there are certain things that we can all sort of, you know, empathize with or we've been there and we all go through similar things. But some people, I know some of you have gone through things that are extra difficult. Maybe some of you have been trafficked in your life before. And uh, in fact, the the story is uh, just statistically, some of you have, some of you listening, you have, you've been through this. And if you're listening and you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show, you know, restoration is something I think that you are seeking or you're experiencing it. That's why you're listening to this station. That's why you're listening to this show. And wherever you're at with that, I just want to point you to the Word of God that uses the idea of restoration so much. You have to trust God with it. You have to trust that he's asking to be in a relationship with you. That's part of the restoration, that the the restoration isn't, uh, I'm going to restore you and then you can ignore me or think I don't exist or be against me. 
uh, he may restore you because he's got a plan for you otherwise, but part of the restoration is to know that you are genuinely loved and loved in a way that is safe, to be loved in a way that is permanent, to be loved in a way where you have a, a God who is with you and desires to be with you. I think sometimes we think that maybe God doesn't have time for us. And we think, well, God wants to be with people who are pastors, or he wants to be with people who are elders or spiritual giants or, you know, the pillars of the church, you know. Sometimes we make people out to be human beings, even in the church, more important than they are. Um, And in that, I mean, I'm comparing them to people more important than other Christians, more important to God somehow. I had a lady one time, she was new to our church, and she asked me, she goes, she said, I want to know who the pillars are of this church. She said, I want to get to know the people who are the pillars of the church. And I said, well, we only have one pillar. His name is Jesus. And, you know, what's funny is that she didn't like that. It's not funny, but, I, you know, I, I just thought she was so offended by that for some reason. And, you know, later on in, you know, you get to know people, you know, she wanted to be important. She wanted to, and sometimes the way you get to be important how you might perceive it is you get to know people who are important i guess uh and that was that was the idea you know can i just tell you that you are important to jesus you personally are important and even if you're not going to church you're away from the lord right now maybe you have had a bad experience with church something you know bad has happened or something you perceive to be bad maybe it was actually bad maybe just a you know somebody was rude to you or tried to sell you something you know when you came to church uh don't think that god doesn't find you important he does he knows your name he knows how many hairs are on your head or how many used to be on your head he knows all of the things about you that you wish he didn't know he knows all the things about you that you hope nobody knows he knows what you've been through what you're going through and he still wants to be with you. And that's a, that's a huge thing, I think, is, is, you know, when you want to be with people, when, when you realize that people want to be with you and you have a friendship, you have a relationship with people who are, are glad that you're around. You know, sometimes we have behaviors or things that it makes us hard to be around. You know, there's certain people maybe where you work, when they call in sick, everybody's uh, kind of happy about that because it's going to be a better day for everybody. Um, hopefully you're not that person. And if you are that person, you know, you should figure out why, but it's, it's something that we long for. And it's something that's, that's not that easy. It's hard to make friends. It's hard to maintain friends. We get busy. We've got our own struggles. We worry about that kind of stuff. And that's very human. That's a human experience. I think it's incredible to really comprehend that Jesus is your friend, that the Savior and creator of the universe describes himself as friend, that you're his friend. And that doesn't mean that he goes along with you. That doesn't mean he's your wingman. It doesn't mean that he goes along with you with things that are bad or that he doesn't have expectation. You know, a true friend wants the best for their friend, even if it's hard. A true friend is somebody who will compliment you when you need to be encouraged and complimented. And a true friend will, in a kind way and loving way, uh, challenge you or confront you when you're doing something wrong. A, a not-so-good friend won't do that. You know, a true friend will risk the friendship in order to try to save it, in order to save you. That's what Jesus does. 
he will be with you, but he's not going to lie to you. He's not going to pull punches. He is going to say, here's what my word has to say. And yes, there are things that are wrong, but we live in this terrible world and you may have committed sins or you might be suffering because terrible sins have happened to you, or maybe you're suffering and you don't know why. You're born with something or something terrible happened to you. But in all of that, there's two things. There's restoration. God wants to restore you. Ultimately, you'll be healed physically, spiritually, emotionally when you put your faith in Jesus. One day you're going to be with him forever, and this life will be just like a blip. And in this life, he wants to know that you're valuable and you're loved for who you are, that you are the sins that you have, your even rebellions against the Lord, that you have been redeemed that Jesus died for that. Jesus died for you knowing those things. And he's got time for you. If you say, well, how does he have time for me? It's because God is infinite. When you, it, it hurts your head to really start to think about what it means to be timeless, what it means to be able to be everywhere at the same time, able to know everything about everybody. How does God have enough time for you? And if you've got enough time for the, the sparrows that fly through the air and the creatures— he certainly has enough time for you. Well, the reason is he's got infinity. He's got infinite amount of time. So all of the moments of your life, God has time for that for you. And when he's spending that time with you, he's not ignoring other people. He's not ignoring people who have other things going on because he's infinite. He's got the same amount of time for them and however long their life is. And that's something you got to know is that Jesus is there with you. And when you think about these terrible stories, And I think as Christians, we have to walk into this conversation, what's happening to our kids, what's happening with the human trafficking, what's happening with the exploitation of kids, the even the sexualization of kids that we're seeing in our our media, our schools and uh, other places, the terrible abuses that we've seen everywhere, sometimes even in from Christian people or in church, that's been horrific. We have to stand up and speak out against those things and also be there for people who need us to be there, to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, to remind people that Jesus is with you. And one of the ways that we are supposed to be with people is to actually be with them and to walk through things with people so that they know that they aren't alone. It's hard to grasp that you're never alone, that Jesus is always with you. That's, it's hard to get tangible about that. I think in your spiritual maturity, as you get to know Jesus, you do, you get there. But in the meantime, what we are supposed to do with each other is be there with each other. And in this world where there are horrific, terrible things that it seems more comfortable to just ignore or to hope that somebody else will deal with it, we need to be there. This is one of the reasons you, be, you go to church. It's one of the reasons that you get involved in a family of believers so that you can be there for each other, but that you can also be there for the people that God places in your life who need to know the love of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you, be in church, know that Jesus loves you, he's there, and seek him out. Get into the word because he wants to restore you, and that's his promise. He will. All right, we are uh, done with our first hour. You get the podcast. Go to kkla.com or uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and check out the Pastor Scott Show podcast. We'll be back with Hour 2 as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.